0: i moved back i bought a house i'm starting my family here Mm -hmm. um and people go why are you doing that and one of the reasons uh we're doing this podcast and i'm really excited to talk about like explorers like why am i doing that like why am i here why do i care so much about this place that often
1: does not care about me. If the voice you just heard seems familiar, that's because it is. That was Jonathan Rabb, my co-host. This podcast began as a conversation. It was a way for the two of us to explore what ideas might be interesting to pursue. And even more, it was an opportunity to get to know one another.
0: We covered a lot of ground. Both of us grew up on the south side of Minneapolis, and we talked about growing up in the state. But one thing that we came back to again and again
1: was our experience of being black in Minnesota. What did it mean for us growing up here? What does it mean for us now? And has that meaning changed after everything we've been through in the last few years? I'm Brant Williams. And I'm Jonathan Rabb. And this is Untangled Roots.
0: According to the 2020 U.S. Census, black people account for 7% of Minnesota's total population. In comparison, white people account for just over 77%. The majority of the black population in the state is located in the Twin Cities. That's Minneapolis and St. Paul. That percentage may seem like a small amount, but in reality, that number represents over 398,000 black people living in Minnesota.
1: We're not always the focus when conversations about Minnesota come up. Often, the Black population is mentioned as a line item when issues like poverty, employment, and education are discussed. But that changed on May 25, 2020, when George Floyd was murdered by a police officer in Minneapolis. The entire world was laser-focused on the state of Black people in Minnesota. I think that it's now something
0: that's like really tied to what being a black Minnesotan is, right? Like we were seen for that moment. Um and our anger was seen by the whole world. Like right. people were watching this in in Russia. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, so I'm from South Minneapolis. I am from uh, I used to joke, South Minneapolis, the center of the universe, right? All of that, <laughs> um, and I'd do it tongue in cheek, right? Like uh, it, it'd be ironic. Um, yeah. But I'm from, um, you know, Lake Street in Minnehaha. Okay. So, like, the precinct with well, the third precinct, yeah, third precinct mm-hmm. is right in my backyard. Yep. So mm-hmm. when the when when stuff hit the fan, right, there were embers flying into my my backyard where I'm from. Yeah. And so I I was living. I you know I was living around I was like moving around I was living in Oakland, California at the time mm-hmm. and I just decided like it's time to come back. Mm. And so the day the protests kicked off, I got on a plane and just flew back home. Wow, so you came back into it. I came back into it. So like it had kicked off and I'd been watching from afar and I was like I can't these are my friends. Like I see my friends. I see the all of the first stores that I worked at, you know, like I worked oh, at yeah. I worked at um Rainbow on Lake Street. Mm -hmm. That was my first job, pushing carts. Uh, My second job was at uh, Target on Lake Street. So, like, all of these things I'd be watching on, like, uh, live streams. Yeah. Um, And I'd be like, this is my neighborhood. I can't not be here. Yeah. And it just hurt my
1: soul. Minnesota became the focal point of global outrage with protests demanding accountability from the police, local, state, and federal governments. Combined with the ongoing pandemic, the attention of the world was squarely on Minnesota. But what did that mean for us as Black people who lived here? We weren't just watching a news story unfold. We were living through something that was happening at home. The Black community in this, in this town, in this area, in the metro area, is multifaceted. Yeah. We have so many layers and levels of people doing, uh, you know, different types of, um, who hold different types of positions in society. And, and we're obviously not a monolithic group of people. We have different opinions politically and religious and, and all that. That's not a surprise. But I, I learned, or I, I, it was more made aware to me that we are not sitting around just complaining about the things that we don't have. Yeah, There are people who are doing things about it all the time. And unfortunately, I think the narrative that that tends to come out is that when there's a protest right and there's you know and protests are made to grab attention and get media attention that's that's the, the meaning of these but then people take that as saying oh, all they're doing is complaining about stuff they're just going in the streets and they're but people don't see the everyday work that that black folks are doing to make sure that they they are keeping their communities whole and getting their kids to school every day and, um, you know, doing their, their jobs, going to their jobs um, and, and doing the things that, that, you know, in America, that's we we say that that's what you're supposed to do, right? We've been doing that, um, but we're not going to sit, we're not going to be quiet when things are not going well. And so that is something that uh, through my time working at Insight, it was like very apparent, you know, there are black folks who on one hand will... Yes, we have uh, leaders who will point out what the obligation of the government is to make sure that we have what we're supposed to have. But they're also pointing each other to each other. It's like, well, let's also be responsible for ourselves. Let's also be, you know, we are looking out after each other. We're not just leaving it up to somebody else. We have a job to, to, you know, bring each other ourselves up together as well. Yeah. So that's that's an ongoing thing and I think that's something that I'm I really want to continue to do and that's been a part of the the journalism that I've tried to do over the years, not always been able to um, for whatever reason, but it's just it's something that I think is important that we always keep in mind that we're a dynamic community who is we've got a lot of things going on, we're not monolithic, but we're always Trying to you know inf- use our utilize our um, I don't want to say authority, but our our agency to you know as as humans to like, well, if we're not going to get any help from them. We're going to help ourselves. Nobody can save us but ourselves. Yeah, that's always been the, that's been a motto that I've heard you know since day one working at the, in the Black Press. Yeah,
0: I think that there's also like something to say about the fact that you know like for a for time. And maybe still today, but like for a moment in in American history, the reaction of black people in this city or in in, in the Twin Cities to and in Minnesota to uh, the murder of George Floyd sent waves around the country. We were like the 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 center point, ground zero. And so unpacking like why why it happened here. And why these people stood up in the way they stood up right, is really important to do. And by going back, we can we can tell that story, right? Like people were really fed up. But I think that there's something special about Minnesota too, or black Minnesotans. As Minnesotans, we're often asked questions
1: that revolve around the cold weather, like how cold is it? Or how can you live in the cold? And for black Minnesotans, there are the additional questions or comments. Like, are there really black people in Minnesota? Or, I didn't know there were many black people in Minnesota. Why are
0: we here? Why do we, black men who could live anywhere in the world, Mm -hmm. decide to stay in this snowy, snowy, snowy
1: place? Yeah, I know, right? Right? I stayed here. My, My family moved on.
0: But in the time that's passed since George Floyd's murder... The question of why we stay here has taken on more weight. The answer is complicated by many factors.
1: Like we said earlier, the black people of Minnesota are not a monolith. Like many individuals, we stay for a variety of reasons. Jobs, career opportunities, family, love. Our human experience weighs on the choices we make. But ultimately, the reason anyone chooses to call a place their home is deeply personal.
0: When I was a kid there was a neighbor across the street and they really didn't like us and they would sometimes say racist stuff and my friends lived right next to them and I'd go over to their house and like the thing was like don't talk to these people because they're gonna say like really really mean stuff to you and they were old it was like an old white family and um, I remember one day their house lit on fire and the house is on fire. All the neighborhood is standing outside and my dad hears that the the house is on fire. So he jumps out of the house. He runs out of the house. And I swear he like in my mind when I think about it, he was like in his like like boxers or something, right? right? And he kicks the door and he runs into the house and he saves this neighbor. And he like, you know, he brings the mean, the mean racist neighbor out of the house and puts him on the sidewalk. And my dad's, you know, my dad's like real strong guy, uh, you know, a strong black man. You know, he, 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 <laughs> he, he puts some guy, he saves him. Right. Right. And I remember just being like, oh, that's what you're supposed to do. Like, you're supposed to help out the community, even if the community doesn't like you. Like, this is what we're about. And I thought that that was only something that I was taught. And then George Floyd was murdered. And I realized when I flew home that a ton of my other friends from around that I grew up with in the same neighborhood also just said, you know what? F it. I'm coming home. Right. And they were there and they were helping. And they were helping like I had been taught to, you know, be a helper. Wow. And that's something that tied me to South Minneapolis. Where I was like, you know, like we were all kind of taught this same thing. Right. And we all showed up or a lot of us showed up. Yeah. And um, yeah, I don't know. I think it tied me to the city. Like we're, we're a city of helpers. And there were all of these black people who were flying back and my friends were running food banks and feeding people. I was over on the North side, making sure people got food like every day. And they were they were like kind of the people leading this movement mm-hmm. on all facets, right, like I had friends in all parts of the protests, sure, right, yeah, helping and being on the front lines mm-hmm. and so I just I saw that, and I said, I need to be back here, yeah, and so I moved back, wow. I just like right i i the reason I am back here is because of George floyd's murder. I moved back, I bought a house. I'm starting my family here. Mm-hmm. Um, and people go, why are you doing that? And one of the reasons uh, we're doing this podcast, and I'm really excited to talk about, like, explorers, like, why am I doing that? Like, why am I here? Why do I care so much about this place that often does not care about me? Um, and what what is this specific community that I'm just, like so attached to because at the end of the day no matter where I go in the world like this is home right and so um yeah I'm just really I'm interested in 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 unpacking like what is home to me yeah and what is home to you
1: being black in Minnesota is complicated Honestly, being Black anywhere is complicated. We carry with us a lived experience tied directly to a history of racial and institutional bias and discrimination. The issues we deal with are not just a part of our past. They're part of
0: our present. And we work hard to keep them from defining our future.
1: After everything we've been through, why do we choose to stay in Minnesota? It's a question that's not entirely easy to answer. Everyone has their own complex reasons for staying. But maybe at the end of the day, it just comes down to one thing. For many of us, Minnesota is home. Thank you so much for listening. Untangled Roots is a production of NPR News and part of our North Star Journey project. Untangled Roots would not have been possible without the work of many people, including
0: executive producer Sarah Glover, producers Twyla Dang and Brant Williams, hosts Brant Williams and Jonathan Rabb, sound design and mixing Alex Simpson, researcher Ann Harrington,
1: with original music by Greg Grease. You can learn more about Untangled Roots, the North Star Journey Project, and find additional resources by going to the NPR News website at nprnews.org. Untangled Roots was made possible in part by the Minnesota Legacy Amendment's Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund.